0: I feel good. Yeah.
1: I feel, I do feel, I feel the jasmines Mm. is blooming. Oh, that's my favorite. I know where all the jasmines at in my neighborhood. I go on a jasmine walk when I can.
0: You know what I always say when the plants are blooming in a particularly kind of um, obscene way? Um. I say to the plants, get a room. Oh. Because that's what they're doing. Oh. Having sex right in front of us. Yep.
1: A stream of Consciousness News Podcast with Stephen Jackson and Brandon R. Reynolds.
0: Well, Stephen, it's very, very warm here in California. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad thing.
1: It's also not an abnormal thing.
0: No, that's entirely true. Yep. Stephen, today we'll be talking about hot things and cold things in a way. We'll be talking about cold soup, mm-hmm. cold war. Yep hot guys hey and uniting all that Stephen, is our government yeah and who can we trust yeah are they plotting against us
1: I or are
0: they just kind of crazy uh saying the first thing that comes out of their mouths
1: specifically that reminds me i mean okay on a scale of one to ten how worried are you right now that the gazpacho police is gonna kick down your door and start demanding to see your papers
2: Not only do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff and spying on American citizens that want to come talk to their representatives.
0: Well, the interesting thing is that for the entirety of my life, I was zero worried. Yeah. Now, point one, point two. I mean, it's something. Something. It's on the board. It's
1: on the board. I mean, yeah. So, of course— Uh, talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene's weird comment uh, last week where she called the Capitol Police uh, Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police, uh, which is just ridiculous and dangerous and stupid and just offensive and all of these different things all wrapped into one. You just heard the collective sigh, uh, you know, of so many people just being like, God. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it
0: somebody who is unhinged or is it someone who is making a calculating political play? Yeah. Or is it some other thing altogether where it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but everyone in a way benefits from drinking that soup because the left media gets to enjoy railing on her. Mm -hmm. And the people on the right get to once again say, "Ugh, the libs. Yeah. They're always so precious about their words. Yeah.
1: In either way, she got the airtime, right? So now, of course, the people she was accusing to be acting like the Gestapo were actually people who were hired to keep her safe in the Capitol building. And while, again, this is all ridiculous, it, it is true to a certain extent that the government has historically and is currently keeping tabs on certain individuals, right? Whether or not the, those individuals are doing something wrong or not, um, has come into question. But uh, there's certainly precedent for the government snooping in on your business.
0: That's exactly right. Stephen, it may surprise you to learn, as I have learned, that the CIA is spying on us still. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Yes, still? That's the the appropriate reaction, I think. Um, Nobody's surprised. They have been gathering data on us for quite some time. Yeah. And then Congress passed a law in 2015, said, you can't do that anymore. But then last week, something interesting happened. Two senators, Ron Wyden of Oregon and Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, both of whom are on the Senate Intelligence Committee, they forced the CIA to declassify some documents. And it turned out that the CIA had been doing bulk data collection on Americans all of this time. We thought they had shut that down. But in fact, they continue to do it, Stephen. And so... These two senators, Wyden and Heinrich, published a letter that they sent to the CIA demanding that they declassify this information. And they said in their press release, essentially, we don't agree with this. We don't want the CIA to be spying on people. And no one knows what they're up to. And now everyone's sort of in a tizzy because it feels like 2013 all over again when Edward Snowden said, hey, your government is spying on you, collecting all of this data via the telecoms like AT&T. And now it seems like we might be back here again.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, and back then it was the NSA. Uh, it, I mean, it was a, it was like a really big deal back then. It was a huge deal. Huge. A huge deal, yeah. There was a documentary made about it. And a feature. By Oliver Stone. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if like how we do collectively react to this news. Because essentially, so the Snowden thing happened and then in 2015, there was some legislation passed that made us all feel like we were once again protected, right? That this bad thing happened and that government did come to the aid of the common person to once again protect their civil liberties. And what this report does is it says, hey, people are spying on you in much the same way that they were spying on you back then. You yeah. were, you're not safe, in fact. And also this, the report that all of this is related to is called deep dive two which of course raises the question where was deep dive one where was deep Deep dive Dive one like so secret that you didn't even hear about deep dive one they just went right into the sequel
0: this is deep dive two deeper dive they recast it they're spending more money on it yeah bigger names more explosions deep
1: dives two this time it's deeper
0: Yeah, this time it's personal information. One thing we do not know is what the information is that's being gathered because that was redacted from the report. There's something extremely CIA about all of the black lines that go through the documents. So much so that it feels like it's contagious because even the letter that those two senators who were trying to get this information uh, revealed, Mm -hmm. that letter has redactions in it. The things that they sent to the head of the CIA saying, hey, we want to know about blank yeah you know um, so you get the impression that this is just telling us that we're looking at things but we're not going to tell you what. So like you said it will be very interesting to see if this creates a ruckus in the national security establishment. There's one thing that politicians agree on it's yeah we probably shouldn't be spied on by our intelligence agencies.
1: yeah, that seems fair.
0: yeah there was tentative bipartisan support on that thing. So now it's out again. So we're going to see what happens. Is this going to be something that politicians rally behind, or they're yeah. going to, or some of them going to hem and haunt? bail? but here's the thing: it's important because terrorists.
1: Yeah, I think that brings up a good point because I think it's pretty clear where I stand in terms of like civil liberties and that the fact that I don't think people should be spying on us. Right? We can't fall into the trap about saying like everything should be declassified. Everything should be open, right? There shouldn't be any kind of secret sort of government spying going on ever. Because unless the notion of threats to America is entirely false, which it isn't, it follows that a government agency should be able to conduct some clandestine stuff that should be able to happen, right? I don't
0: know. I think this is one of those things that falls in that gray area of like, Probably there's an agency that should be protecting our informational security and spying on other countries because maybe that's going to do us some good. Maybe it's going to protect us from some things. And on the other hand, that this ability to be secret has enabled the CIA to do a lot of horrendous things. Really,
1: really bad stuff. But again, we have to be aware that like some good probably happens, right? I just don't want to be too, too black and white about it. We can't believe that every threat to America is part of some conspiracy theory. and doesn't exist and that the government is all the, just like all cloak and dagger and that we need to make sure that everything is released, right? Like that's like ridiculous. There have to be military secrets, right? I mean, otherwise, what's the point? Uh, definitely.
0: That's definitely true. There's a balance that we have to figure out, which is between accountability and transparency on one side and, you know, secrecy and security on the other. And this is what tons of people in the intelligence communities and lots of wonks and commentators and stuff, they all talk about this. Like, how do we balance these two things? Um, And one thing we do know is that we all agree pretty much as Americans that we don't want to be spied on by the government. So at least we're all on the same page on that. This is early days on this report. So it's unclear what kind of things are gonna emerge, how much outrage there's going to be, what the kind of repercussions are. But right now we can tell you one thing about it very clearly, and that is, there's some real bureaucracy happening here. There's some real office space level nonsense. Oh yeah. One of those is the way in which (laughs) case officers or people who work at the CIA are able to sort of bypass the laws that were put in place by Congress to make sure that we're not (laughs) spying on Americans. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sorry i know what you're gonna say so it's so ridiculous
0: yeah yeah um so you imagine a computer browser right yeah. okay and you're clicking along and a pop-up comes up that says don't click through here if you're under 21 like if you go to oh i don't know the website for Shiva's regal uh,
1: okay yeah. that now yeah. that, that's an yeah. upper crust beverage go on right so
0: if you are you know A 13-year-old who really wants to hear all the
2: cool stuff about Chivas Regal. Mm -hmm.
0: You just click the, yeah, I'm over 21, and off you go into a playground of booze knowledge, right?
2: For those who enjoy the finer things in life, there is only one Scotch whiskey. The Chivas Regal of Scotches.
0: Similarly, the CIA on their interface has, as you're searching through information, this is from a New York Times story, quote, When CIA officers use an American's identifier as a query term when searching this unspecified data they've collected, a box pops up to remind them that the search must have a foreign intelligence purpose. But the officials are not required to record what that purpose was. And the recommendations urge the agency to do so.
1: Do you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Clippy! Oh, remember that from Microsoft, th- from Microsoft from yeah. Microsoft Word, where mm-hmm. it was just like mm-hmm. the little thing that would pop up and say like, oh, did you mean to use a semicolon or something like that?
0: Are it, you sure you want to spy on your Are, are you Americans? sure you
1: want to spy domestically on, you know, a school teacher? And like, you could just say, yep, and yeah. you've moved on. Off you go. That didn't need like a supervisor's signature. Like, there are more checks and balances at the self-checkout machine at the grocery store when you're trying to buy a bottle of Chivas Regal for mm-hmm. a supervisor to come over to authorize a transaction then there are on like the whatever computer system the CIA is using to spy on Americans.
0: Yeah. You know who stores a lot of the CIA's information speaking of that? Tell me. It's a company called Amazon, Amazon Web oh, Services. Really, AWS
1: got the CIA account? Yeah, nobody's
0: got the storage of an what? AWS yeah, they contract for the secretest of secret things. But you know what else falls under the massive, terrifying, octopus-like umbrella of Amazon? What? A little TV show called Jack Ryan Ooh. on Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah. We have to
2: chase this down. Lord, only a... My son gets him back. Promise me. I promise you. I'm the best chance you have.
0: Well, I think in order to have a fuller understanding of why we have this weird relationship with the CIA, why we're not just all up in arms about it all the time, it's helpful to remember that historically the CIA has been lionized by the entertainment media. Yeah, they're always heroes. The CIA is always the good guys. They're always looking for terrorists or Russians mm-hmm. or Russian terrorists. Or there was a hot minute when they were looking for people in the IRA. I don't know. So that idea is we equate the CIA with do-gooders who are protecting us from threats that are so threatening, we don't even know who they are. Yeah. And we like it that way. And so this series on Amazon continues the mythification of the CIA with Jack Ryan, who is Tom Clancy's long-running hero from a zillion books and movies, Reagan era hero, as an Atlantic story reminds us, Mm -hmm. and has been reborn, Stephen, as America's male sweetheart, John Krasinski. Oh, you can't find a cuddlier guy.
1: He's just so nice. I saw him at a farmer's market in Ohio once.
0: Was he killing a terrorist?
1: No, he was buying pears. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what he'd like you to think. (laughs) So he is the guy who is brought in they bulk him up a little bit yeah. but then they also make him really nerdy and like a bookish guy they chris pratted him the chris pratted him exactly the exact exact same thing that is right and when that series premiered in 2018 there were a bunch of think pieces that basically said he's the guy right like uh the toronto star headline john krasinski's jack ryan is the hero we need right now
1: mm. i also hate that i hate that when people say this is the blank we need right now
0: yeah Yeah, I know. It reinforces this, like, monomythic narrative. Like, there's only one story for things, and this is the thing that we have to have right now. All roads lead to Jack Ryan.
1: Yeah, yeah. They need to have, like, the little clippy, the little pop-up windows, like, at the CIA, Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. they wrote that headline and said, hey, did you want to use this tired cliche again?
0: And the Toronto Star said, yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do.
1: Click, print it.
0: In a story in The Atlantic from 2018, quote, in some ways, Krasinski is the perfect actor to portray a modern Jack Ryan. Immensely likable without being slick. Accessible, but not too vulnerable. Smart, but not too wonky. Mm. Anyway, it's a real plug for Krasinski and for the CIA. For the CIA. Yeah, it's
1: Jim from The Office.
0: Two seasons have been out so far, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Who's the bad guy in the first season?
1: Uh, Ronald McDonald. That's not even remotely close. Okay.
0: Um, It's a guy in Yemen. Mm. Yeah, that was my second guess. Yeah. So it's a terrorist who's based out of Yemen. So the whole story is he's got to go to Yemen where terrorists live, which you say, huh? that's not untrue. There was a civil war there and there are factions that we could define as terrorists. But also we are supporting the Saudi government, who is now bombing the hell out of this country and has precipitated since 2014 what's been called the worst humanitarian crisis in the world. Jesus. And so we continue to provide the Saudis with, for a long time, weapon systems, $650 million in air to air missiles, and light maintenance and tinkering on their vehicles so that they can continue to do these. Air attacks yeah. on these people, killing civilians, mm. killing all these
1: people. It's, it's awful. And also, just to kind of further reinforce this theme of why should we trust the government to always act in the best interest of like people in general, back in March 2019, Congress voted to end the U.S. support to the Saudi war effort, and Trump vetoed it. So then President Joe Biden came in like he was going to be the good guy, uh, promised to do all this stuff. And then now today, as of right now, nothing has stopped. Right? It's still happening. Right.
0: We're not covering it that much in the media, except for, weirdly, when we do stories that are fictional, in which Yemen is the place where terrorists live, and Mm. we watch it as casual viewers who want some entertainment. But what's the message there that Yemen's a bad place? So, season two of Mm. Jack Ryan. Okay. Venezuela is the place where, according to Reuters' story, Caracas is at the center of a global conspiracy involving nuclear weapons. Now, this happened around the time that the U.S. was interfering with politics in Venezuela. And in the case of the second season, in fact, it's this South American country. Democracy is wobbling and the CIA has to go in there and make things right. This n- narrative did not sit well with the Venezuelan oh. culture minister, Ernesto Viegas.
1: Huh. What did he have to say?
0: He went to Twitter and said, crass war propaganda disguises entertainment. I mean, say what you will about the government there, but that's not far
1: afield. Yeah, we were down there messing stuff up for years, right?
0: Yes, yeah. The CIA has a long, proud tradition of interfering with democratically elected governments in South America, Venezuela among them. Now, I'm not saying that they haven't done a bunch of bad things and Mm -hmm. that they haven't mishandled their resources and that there's not corruption at the highest levels. Not saying that at all. But I am saying that when we talk about the United States interfering with countries, and we don't comment on it in our programming. Yeah. And in fact, we say Venezuela is a bad place that needs Jack Ryan's adorable CIA to come in and make things right. Yeah, Well, that kind of leaves an impression with the viewer that Certainly. again, is great advertisement for the CIA.
1: It's kind of like, you know, John Krasinski's glow up to be Jack Ryan <laughs> yeah. is like the CIA getting a glow up as an agency of it, you're sitting at a desk and in part of it, you're out yeah. there doing the action hero stuff. you like, just tell us why you decided to do this TV deal.
2: Listen, it's been one of those things where it, to me, I don't see it as TV. I yeah. see, you know, content sort of going the same way, which is just good storytelling wins out. And so whether it's a movie or a good uh, uh, show on streaming or, or television, I just wanted to be a part of something that I really love. And I've always loved this character.
1: Well, what's cool about this is you, d- you really did your homework. You went to the CIA. You saw oh,
2: yeah. the people who yeah. you were going to be dealing with. Um, there's you right there in the middle of it. Yeah. So what did you learn from there when you were there? It was amazing. It was probably one of the reasons I was so excited to do the part. I'm yeah. such a nerd for spy stuff, so I was so excited to go there. I, I have to admit, I thought it was going to be the most boring conversation yeah. of all time because I thought every question I had, they'd say, we're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> and instead, they were the most giving, generous, unbelievable people, not only about their work uh, in and out of the field, but also at home and how they are with their families and what it's like to be in the CIA and have kids and things like that, which was really moving.
0: Speaking of family and
1: kids. It's like there's this idea of the normalization of these bad things via making them cool. You take this existing thing that people feel a certain way about, right? And then you sort of meld the bad thing in with the cool thing. And then it's like, oh, this all seems fine and good. Uh, It it reminds me of Facebook pairing up with Ray-Bans to Mm -hmm. create those ray-ban stories which are those like clandestine recording devices that are shaped like the single most iconic piece of eyewear that represents cool basically ever made the ray-ban wayfarer right so all of this reminds me a bit of the process of syncretism with the church too do you remember do you know what this is No. So syncretism is like where a church would go into a indigenous or pagan culture, and they want all those people to adopt the church, right? So what they would do is that they would co-opt existing rituals and practices Uh. and then just make them Christian, right? So it's kind of this theme of taking something that's familiar to people, and then you want to push your own agenda. So you just sort of seamlessly weave your agenda into this thing that is already comfortable to them. Boy, that is a really,
0: really good point, Stephen. Hey, that's wild. Yeah. So, so let me connect the dots here. So, American indigenous religion <laughs> is: we like our action movies. Yes. We like our heroes to yep. be bold, eh, more or less white, yep. certainly muscular, yep. and to shoot the bad guys. Yep. So you have a government organization that has been weaved into this so that we accept this new order and assimilate it seamlessly. Everybody's like, yeah, action, fighting the bad guys equates with CIA.
1: It's fricking Jim from The Office.
0: Yeah, and I think it's extremely important to not underestimate the cultural value of taking the most beloved approachable guy and then dropping him into the situation where he now represents all of these American values and all the stuff that he's aimed against, we're going to be sympathetic to. Yeah, okay, well, Yemen's a place where bad people live. Venezuela's a place where bad people live. It's a hell of an advertisement yeah. for the CIA. So the question is, Stephen, with these revelations about CIA spying on us, yeah, what's that going to do to poor Jim? What's that going to do to John
1: Krasinski? Oh, he seems like he's doing just fine. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. We've already done the will they won't they bullshit with jim Mm -hmm. i i I invested a lot of time into that like love affair with him and pam and all of his misadventures and bad decisions i'm so and so i'm done i'm done he's happy but also let's pretend that the sequel to the office is jack ryan yeah
0: yeah things took a terrible turn for him yeah the will they won't they now is will the american public rise up in anger at being spied on by the cia yeah or one thing. One thing, yeah. Will we find out more in a future episode of Journos? We will. We will. We definitely will. Fantastic. All right, Stephen, uh, we'll see you next time. I will see you next time, too. Journos is produced by Heather Eagle Ears Wilson.